Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Franchise Bible Coach and Franchise Bible Coach Radio podcast with Rick and Rob. I'm Rick Grossman, and I'll introduce our guest and Rob, my co-host, in just a moment. But I uh, want to thank you guys for participating in the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge, uh, where we work together as an industry to get through uh, these, uh, these hard times we're facing. And our goal is to save as many businesses and jobs as we can and keep people focusing on the positives. So we're very excited today that we have Mike Hutzel. He's the CEO of Eagle One Group out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and has some really great insights for us today. And so I'm going to introduce um, my co-host, Rob Gandley, and let him tell you a little bit about himself and then get right into the questions. And we'll, we'll uh, introduce Mike here in just a second. Hey, Rob, how are you? Hi, how are you? Hey, Mike, it's nice to meet you. It's nice to be on the line with you today. You as well. Thanks for having me. You got it. You got it. Well, you know, so my background a little bit, uh, you know, you know, Rick, um, I, I'm a partner in a marketing automation platform that was designed for franchisors and franchisees called SEO Samba. And uh, we're, we're bringing, uh, bringing Rick and I together to, uh, to put this uh, show together for you guys uh, to learn a little bit more about how uh, franchisors and franchisees are innovating their way through this time uh, that we're going, all going through collectively. Um, so, Mike, with that being in mind, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you wound up being where you are at leading Eagle One? Yeah, sure, sure, Rob. Um, so I, I kind of like to joke and say Eagle One's a 30-year work in progress. Um, I've been in the field of marketing, and I'm going to put that in quotes, uh, for almost 30 years. Come, come this fall, it'll be 30 years. So the fall of 1990, I found my way into the call center space. And um, back, back then, marketing for us was really a, a, a three-trick apo- approach. Um, we had our inbound uh, services, our outbound services, and then we had uh, market research opportunities so we could do quantitative and qualitative analysis. Um, and really for us, that's, that's the bulk of what we were, at least at the beginning of my, my tenure in the field. Um, we didn't really get into the other disciplines that we do now um, until the early 2000s. Um, and it was really uh, sort of a, uh, because of client uh, questions and problems they came to us for solutions and one problem at a time and one competency at a time. Um, we ended up a full services marketing firm. So today uh, we boast 20 core competencies with talent in every time zone. Um, and the way we, the way we talk about those competencies today is we talk about them in spheres of influence. Um, our, our three spheres, our three primary spheres, we have customer experience. And so that's all things customer experience. That's our, that's our um, inbound call center still. That's our email marketing, our live chat support, those kinds of functions. Anywhere where my staff and my technology provide a white glove customer experience and usually try to monetize the engagement. So we're doing things like upsell and cross-sell. Uh, sphere two is all things lead generation. So in that sphere, you know, despite what the internet wants everybody to believe, outbound business-to-business cold calling is not dead. Uh, we still make thousands of calls a month. 
Um, but there's other more technologically savvy ways to, to reach people, email marketing and text message marketing and LinkedIn strategies of that, that nature. Anything where we're now outreach, outreach activity and we're reaching out into the marketplace, helping clients to get more market share. And then third is our digital sphere. So that's kind of where we overlap, I think, a little bit, Rob, is uh, we, we have all the digital strategies, um, the SEO, SEM, social media. We also have a loyalty platform in that sphere. Um, anything where we're building branding, building awareness, building follower populations, and really creating those those uh, external champions, if you will. So that's a that's a high level of Eagle One and what we do. Awesome. Well, and you can see with that background what kind of insights uh, you'll be able to bring to the table for our listeners uh, working with all of these different uh, franchise companies. I know you work with franchise and non-franchise companies, right, Mike? We do. We do. Technically, we're client agnostic. So, um, you know, given the scope of services we have, we can be in 10 or 15 verticals at any one time. Franchising is one of our deep seven. So we have seven verticals that we have a lot of clients in and franchises happens to be one of them. Yeah. And you have franchises that are brand new startups with uh, with with uh, early early adopters and growing. And then you have some some large ones as well, right? We do. We do. So te uh, technically speaking, we, fo we try to focus on the emerging side of the space. Um, <clears throat> the goal there is just to get to uh, the brands while they're younger and they need more of our help. Um, but that doesn't mean that some of our larger brands don't need that as well. Um, they sort of come to us for certain specific aspects of things that either their franchisees aren't doing well or that they're not doing well as a brand. Gotcha. All right. Well, as you know, uh, this is week four of our 12-week challenge. You know, we're, we're rolling this out as kind of a 90-day challenge and asking everybody to participate uh, to, the, uh, to the highest level they can to get through this time and not just survive this time, but thrive and grow. And, and part of what we're hearing when we talk to our contacts around the world is things are changing. We're not necessarily going to go back to where we were before. Uh, people are calling it the new normal, um, but we're going to have a different uh, marketplace when we get through this time, right? So when we look at that, uh, we've gone through a couple of, of, of weeks of preparation. The first week was kind of goal setting and KPIs. The second last week after that was uh, getting into the right mindset and then uh, getting into um, some of the fundamentals of build, building your tribe and growing uh, and getting people on board with your cause uh, that your brand has. This week, we're going to be focusing in on some strategies for evaluate, adapt, and overcome. And that's week four. And that's really where we start to get into the nuts and bolts of how do we adapt our businesses. First thing we want to do is evaluate the situation and then adapt, uh, possibly change some services or change some of our offerings or the way that we do things. You see this in the restaurant business where they have no contact deliveries, for instance. And then overcome. How do we uh, address that challenge and then come up with a solution and then educate our client base and customers and staff and really roll that out? And in, in last week, uh, we talked about being decisive as a leader and then being able to implement these plans. And so, Mike, when we, when we talk about that, what changes have you made in your business model since the pandemic hit to uh, really evaluate, adapt, and overcome in your own business? Yeah, so I thought it was pretty fitting, Rick, that when you asked me to, to join today, my, uh, 
I grew up an army brat. And so my dad was 101st Airborne, uh, Vietnam era. And he taught me a lot of things as a kid that were very army centric. I'll put that in quotes as well. But one of the, one of the phrases that he always taught us to be resilient uh, as, as his sons was, you know, there's an army mantra, if you will, that's move out, draw fire, adapt and overcome. Uh, and it's, it stayed with me my entire childhood and into my career in marketing. And, you know, when I look at um, Eagle One's tagline or think about it, we, we took that very army-like vintage. And because a lot, a lot of the military vernacular doesn't translate well in the business world, um, we, we evolved ours into engage, evolve, elevate. And so it's a belief system we've had here internally for our entire existence. Um, it's, it's a way to talk to clients in a, in a business way that allows us to tell them we have to get out and engage the marketplace. We have to evolve uh, based on what the, the market's telling us. And then we're going to elevate. We're going to start taking things to where we want to get for ROI. So, so it's something we've deployed, you know, really for our, our you know, entire existence. Um, in, in terms of, changes that we've made in our business model? Um, well, there's a, there's a couple of things. One, we've been what I would call very forgiving. Um, so, you know, you see a lot of commercials today um, from banks to, to car dealerships and everybody's uh, we're in this together kind of mantra. Um, we feel the same way. And so for our business to consumer franchises, um, we've gone the distance for them and forgiven them their contractual obligations. Where in a normal environment, we you know we wouldn't necessarily do that. Um, we just feel it's the right thing to do, and it's the best way to stand by them. Um, we've also moved into planning mode with those folks, really trying to keep their focus on the horizon and getting them to work on their business. Um, you know, in terms of because they can't work in their business. Um, like many folks, we've also, we were already a combination of bricks and mortar locations and virtual employees. So the transition for us was, was pretty easy. Um, you know, it's, it's not my favorite. I love going into the office and, and I love the morale and camaraderie and things that happen, but it's necessary. It's prudent. It's smart. So we've gone to a hundred percent work from home model. And that's allowed us to continue to service our clients, continue to do what we do, leverage our, our subject matter experts and our technology, but do it in a, in a safe way uh, until we all see this through. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Rob, what do you think about that? Does that make sense from, uh, from the marketing yeah. standpoint? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the, the thoughts that, that come through my mind when you're, as you're talking is, you know, you have sort of this B2C, B2B breakdown, right, with clients and obviously some very different circumstances. We talked a little earlier about on the B2B side, how you're seeing some, you know, folks carrying on and, and doing some interesting things. Could, could you share more just in particular, and it doesn't have to be B2B only, but what are your, some of your clients doing to adapt or to deal with uh, these new changes that we're all going through? Yeah, yeah. So I can address both sides on the on the B 2 C side, Rob. Um, <clears throat> again, I think most of them have moved into you know after the the initial sort of fallout of furloughing employees and and sort of hunkering down and closing doors. Um, you know, the, the the smart ones, the prudent ones, are really into planning mode, and I, I think that's giving them a chance to really think about working on their business, whether that's from a marketing perspective 
or even from an operations perspective, maybe looking at their processes and procedures, et cetera. So on the B2C side, I think for those folks who you know, lost most of their revenue or, or, or you know, all of their revenue in some cases, uh, it's given them a chance to really focus on, okay, what could I be doing better with my staff, uh, with, my, with my individual units, et cetera. On the B2B side, um, you know, I'll tell you, it's, that's been a very uh, breath of fresh air uh, or a ray of light, if you will. Uh, so what I think happened on the B2B side, we, we obviously measure everything based on KPIs, right? So we got to measure. And if we're measuring and if it's working, we're going to continue to do more. If, it's measure, if we're measuring and it's not working, then we need to pause and, and reconsider or maybe stop altogether. Well, with, with the B2B activity, a lot of that is you know, lead generation, appointment setting, web demo kind of activity. Um, in a more normal environment, it's also, also things like lunch and learns or, or trade shows or webinars. Um, but, but what's really exciting for me to see, um, not just for my own staff because they're able to continue working, but for our clients, most importantly, is that they're, they're, people are talking, people are planning. People, e- even though the sales cycles might be getting pushed a little bit, People are going to appointments. People are going to web demos. People are talking. And I, I think that's a combination of things, honestly. I think uh, one is people have a little more time. Uh, there's not the commute that uh, everybody used to have. Um, I think there's less office noise. And so I think that's allowing people to figure out, a you know, Rick said, new normal. Maybe there's a new version of productive, right? And so how, how does that look? And so um, but but it's really exciting. And when we look across the board, whether they're a franchise concept that's B2B or, or outside the franchise space, our KPIs are at or above normal levels across the board. Uh, and to me, uh, that's, a, that's a testament to human resiliency. It's a testament to the American culture. We, you know, with this too shall pass kind of thing. And I think it's smart business, honestly. I think those people who are planning uh, are going to be able to rebound from this more quickly, even if the sales cycles are getting pushed out a little bit because of uncertainty. They're planning, they're preparing, and they're they're keeping their view on the horizon. Yeah, and I, you know, as you were saying all that, I was thinking, and both of us have a, a similar background. Um, and when you think of B two B prospecting and developing relationships with your audience it's always a philosophy of leaving them better off than when you, you first touched them. Right. And, and, and engaging them. And right. The only difference now is I think there's more time to evaluate at that stage, right. At the top of the funnel. And of course, everybody's still going to need to have more clarity about making decisions going forward. But what we're seeing is great opportunity for folks to keep doing what we do, which is engage more and help customers, right. Help our audiences. We're still, in fact, one point last week was that you're still good at delivering value. That hasn't changed. Just keep delivering value, right? The, the, like you said, the timing of things will change. But as far as what you can do for your audience, at least on the B2B side, for sure, you can, you can certainly still deliver that value and, and help educate and provide ideas for the future. So that's true. I appreciate the input. Yeah, yeah that's true, Rob. That's a very good point. And yeah, that was Jason from Entrepreneur Magazine that was talking about the value of your business hasn't changed, uh, the, the way you deliver it, maybe, uh, but on last week's podcast. But yeah, very true. And you think about it, I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago about our kids going to school. I have three kids in high school, and uh, they're 
being efficient and they're getting through their studies much faster in, in just a number of hours, uh, which is a fraction of what they spend when they're at school. Um, makes me think, Mike, maybe uh, we need to be a little more efficient with our time in being at home in these home offices and home studios and working through uh, things in a different manner. Maybe we're cutting out some of that commute time and driving around and we're also getting getting more efficient with the way we communicate. So that could be a, a byproduct of this whole experience. Yeah, and I, I think coming out of all this, you know, um, I, I think the reason we're seeing sort of this, this um, onslaught of these commercials of we're in this together and because it you know that's how people are going to judge when this is all over right is yeah. is what what did you do when when things were tough when times were down um you know and it, it's it, you know in the restaurant space for example you know it's going to be a trust factor right we talked we talked about this before rick it's yep. um, it's no longer how good is your pizza it's you know how how clean is your process you know and that's yep. the new normal and so those are the kinds of things when i talk about working on the business I think it's so important in the franchise space, you know, whether you're a trampoline park or a nail salon or, or whatever your model is, uh, people are going to want to know, can they trust you? And, and so this is the time to be doing that kind of planning what, what, and looking at those processes and procedures and really evaluating, am I going to be the trusted brand when this is all done and said? Yeah, I agree. And, and I think it's worth repeating. We did say, I think last week, uh, in the coaching session that one of the big takeaways that I'm hearing from everybody I talk to around the world is just that, the trust factor and the safety factor. Uh, your customers are going to have to believe that they're safe, whether it be food or a, a group gathering or, or anything like you mentioned, Mike. So uh, if you're listening and uh, didn't catch the coaching session last week, or even if you did, just remember that that building trust with your customers and getting them to a point where they feel comfortable using your products and services is really key. And anything you can do, especially now that you have this downtime to communicate that uh, in, in whether it be newsletters or commercials or phone calls or whatever you do to market your changes and adaptations to your, your customer base is really a, a key thing to do right now to build that trust. Cause when they start moving again, they have to feel safe and safety is going to be key. Indeed. Absolutely. So Mike, um, when you think about your customers and your franchise customers, especially, do you have any stories of uh, maybe a customer that's maybe exemplifies, evaluate, adapt, overcome uh, with uh, some of your customers you're working with now? Yeah, yeah. I'll give you uh, one example of each, if it's okay. One on the B2B side of the space and one on the B2C. Um, so on the B2B side, one of the brands that we're proud to work with is ERA, Expense Reduction Analysts. Uh, Charlie Smith is their president. And Charlie <laughs> exemplifies really the franchisee-first model. Um, and one of, the, you know, one of the biggest muses in any B2B environment um, you know, is, is really... The, what people will call sales problems, uh, what we here at Eagle One call prospecting problems. And Charlie recognized that a lot of his new franchisees, especially, uh, were coming out and they were coming out of corporate America and they were owner operators. They were really excited about the brand. They were really excited about 
the the opportunity and the value that the brand itself represented, but they weren't necessarily tips of the spear, if you will. They weren't necessarily those prospectors. And so we've we've crafted a program for them um, that we we launched back in February, and he and he you know good for his brand and his his franchisees that are enrolled in the program. We call it the ProLink program, and that. Those folks are the, some of the ones I'm talking about that are thriving right now. Those are some of those B2B concepts that, you know, these, because everybody knows coming out of this, we might have to cut costs. And that's what, that's what ERA does is really specializes in that. So I, I, I applaud Charlie for being forward thinking in that regard. Uh, and his franchisees are very happy with the program and they're very excited about the fact that they're seeing, you know, real time right now activity, even in the midst of all this. Um, so that's on the B2B side of the franchise space. On the B2C side, we're also fortunate to work with a brand called Class 101. Uh, Tom Pavin is their CEO and founder. And um, Tom's a, uh, a fellow believer, but, but he's also a very franchisee first uh, owner. Um, he's been at it 22 years. And he's engaged Eagle One in a more consultative nature. So he's chosen to take this downtime and evaluate all of marketing, all of the strategy, not just for the individual units, but the brand itself. And so we're engaged with them at, during this time to really just pick apart what they've done and look at and look at those things. And, and Tom has recognized that to take his brand to the next to the next level, he does need to evaluate things, uh, you know, and he does need to engage, and he he needs to get some of that outside voice in and a fresh fresh perspective and a look. So, so that's another great example uh, on the BDC side. Their, their value proposition is wonderful. What they do with young students is amazing. There's not another brand like it really um, in the franchise space today, um, even though there are other educational brands. But, but, but Tom, again, is, is really taking the step to evaluate and then make those adaptations so that when we come out of all this, that his franchisees are better for it because they have a good sound strategy in place. Very, very good. Makes sense. Well, Rob, I know we're running low on time here. So yeah. anything else you'd like to uh, cover before we let Mike well, go today? Yeah. Well, one thing we like to wrap up with is just if we could sum up one nugget, one, one takeaway that you would share with your audience uh, or with this audience that would be uh, something they, they could focus on, right? A franchisor or even a franchisee operating they're both small business owners um, in many cases, but what would your takeaway be? What would you do if it were you in the next, say, 90 days as we work through this? Yeah, so um, I, I thought about that question, and, and you know, a, a few weeks, well, right, right about the time they started shutting things down, I posted a blog on our website, eagleonegroup.com. It's called The Four, the Four P's, so, so positive P's to remember in unprecedented times. And, you know, the readers can go or the listeners can go and read that if they'd like to. But the four P's were persevere, pick up others, pray and prospect. Um, and, I, and I would say, you know, if, if any, any franchisee or any franchisor is willing to do those four things uh, from a perseverance perspective, really just focus in on the, those around you. Um, focus in on the brand, focus in on your unit, focus in on your customers, stay focused on the horizon. Uh, know this too shall pass. 
Um, the, the pick up others, um, you know, we're all human beings at the end of the day, guys. And so, so look, look to those who need you more than you need yourself today. Um, and, and develop a sense of camaraderie in these difficult times. Uh, I'm a man of faith. Uh, if you know me, you know that. And so I, I think there's a, a greater work at good here. I think there's, you know, there's, there's value in prayer, no matter what name you call God. And as far as the prospecting goes, again, on the B2B side, I know that part's more cut and dry, but from a B2C side, even think about your marketing strategy, think about what you want to do. Think about the trust factor that we talked to and how are you going to implement that into your marketing strategy? How are you going to earn or, and, and get that trustworthy discretionary spend back into your trampoline park or nail salon or whatever that's going to be and work on that now. Exactly. Makes a lot of sense. Well, you know, we've, uh, we've been at this for a few weeks and, and uh, we're moving forward and that's really the, the key is to keep moving, right? The momentum of moving forward and keeping each other uh, moving forward is really important. So fight the good fight, everybody. I want to thank Mike, Hutzel uh, from Eagle One Group being our special guest today. He's one of those uh, awesome supplier vendor uh, experts that we love to get involved with uh, helping us figure things out and bring you a different perspective on how to get through this time. So thank you, Mike. We appreciate you uh, very much. Yeah, thanks uh, for having is, me, guys, and thanks for doing this. This is a, this is a wonderful mission, and I applaud you both for, for uh, taking the time and energy to get this done. Oh, wonderful. I appreciate that. Well, this is uh, Franchise Bible Coach uh, radio podcast with Rick and Rob. This is week four of our challenge, the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge. And our, our theme this week is Evaluate, Adapt, and Overcome. So you'll see some uh, other resources with the article and with the coaching session. And of course, we encourage you to join our Facebook group where you can ask questions and uh, share some of your victories and struggles and, and uh, join that community. It's all free. This is just a way for us to give back to the industry that we love and we'll continue to do so uh, until we get through this time. So thank you, everybody. I'm Rick Grossman. I'd like to thank my co-host, Rob Ganley, and our special guest, Mike Hutzel. This is the uh, Rick and Rob signing off for this week. Have a great week and go out there and fight the good fight. Bye-bye.